can kick your fancy ales, you can take them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Welcome to Scenario Spotlight, The Ruins of Dale, a Green Dragon podcast about two scenarios from there and back again, Battle in the Streets and The People Fight Back. I'm Jeremy, I'm on my own again, and I'm going to be discussing these scenarios that we've played through once each, only once, but they've been long scenarios and I wanted to talk about them because there's so many scenarios in there and back again book that I don't feel I have the luxury to play through them 7, 8, 9, 20 times before talking about them. I want to keep the content going. I'm on my own today because the other Green Dragon podcast members are busy painting their models for the challenge, which is due for them in a week's time, or less than a week's time, as recording. Hopefully they get it done. They've basically left their deadline a little bit too late. Four weeks to paint 250 points when we initially proposed a challenge seemed like a long time, so I feel like some of them delayed and delayed for various reasons. Some of them had legitimate life reasons. Other, Other ones, like Matt, were just a little bit overconfident and left it a bit too late so we'll see if they get it done but I'm lucky enough that I've got my first 250 done and I'm busy working on my next 250 points which I really want to keep ahead because I know that for some of the weeks I'm going to be totally unavailable to paint I know I'll be probably overseas for at least three weeks in one of them and I want to make sure that I keep going and I keep keep the painting up keep the the pressure going so without further delay, here's a double scenario spotlights, battle in the streets, and the people fight back. Battle in the streets. Dale's walls have been breached by Azog's trolls, and the orcs now swarm through the breaks in the crumbling masonry and into the streets, killing everything in their path. The survivors of Lake Town now have no choice but to fight to defend all they hold dear. Taking up arms, they follow their leaders into battle, knowing that if they do not fight with all their courage, then they will perish at the hands of Azog's legion. Amidst the carnage, Bard now desperately seeks his children, searching in battled alleyways and courtyards in his pursuit, the thought of losing those most precious to him spurring on his every effort. Learning that the market where they were last seen has been overrun, Bard takes those warriors nearest to him and rushes to reach his family. If he cannot reach the market in time, then all he holds dear will be lost. So the battle in the street scenario is set within the ruins of Dale, as one would expect. The city is closely packed of houses, providing narrow streets in which to fight. In the centre of the board is a six-inch clear space representing a courtyard. It is streets that make this scenario exciting. Some streets should only be wide enough for one or two models, whereas others can fit many more. So I use the layout for this board... I use my generic ruins board, and then I put some of my very specific Osgiliath ruins on top of that. In hindsight, I should have just used my... My Osgiliath, it's not really Osgiliath, it's more of a Palagir board, but it's a sort of Osgiliath type ruin with uh, river sections in it. I should have used that board in hindsight. I didn't use it because of the rivers I thought would make this scenario not playable, but because it's a, on a 4x4 board, I was able to, to 
make a board on that, which had much better streets. So we played this one. The streets weren't as fantastic as I would have liked. And in hindsight, I would definitely be very careful about that. It's funny, the picture in the layout is a little bit disappointing. The houses are all seem to be pointing random directions. And it's like they've got the same image. You just flipped it, rotated it, moved it around. It's a little bit... Uh, it doesn't give you a good in indication. I feel like you need to go a real city streets feel and then maybe just some ruins blocking off things where you've got uh, buildings broken and all kinds of things and do vary the length of the streets. You want some small enough that only Bard can shoot through with a couple friends and you want some that the big 80 mil trolls can walk around. So our participants, and this is always the part that I read first when I get it, participants have the good models, Bard the Bowman, Percy, Gandalf the Grey, Bilbo Baggins, the Master Burglar, Alfred the Counselor, 24 Lake Town Militia, 8 with Shield, 8 with Spear, 8 with Bow. Now Percy is not out at the time of recording, so I proxied Percy with one of the Lake Town Bowmen. I filled out my Lake Town. I had most of the Lake Town with the, the Citadel Games Workshop models, but I filled it out with the unreleased miniature women, and I think that adds a really nice touch to the scenario, so I'm definitely going to paint some more of those. I like the models. Uh, I prefer the Games Workshop ones in terms of quality, but I really like the variations the unreleased ones have, and they're pretty good. So I didn't have the right Percy model. I'm hoping to add that. And I haven't painted my Alfred uh, dressed up in costume yet. So I use my normal Alfred. Next time I play this, I'm definitely going to use my Alfred in costume because Alfred's basically got a rule that he basically sits there and doesn't do much at all. So he's got the you're not a man, you're a weasel rule. With the master now God, Alfred has lost all his influence over the men of Lake Town. Alfred the counselor may not use his dubious council special rule. I don't mind that, I think. It, it means that the other heroes get to do their own thing. You don't have to have Alfred following them around, dumping all the might and then going, or worse, stealing their might. On the evil side, there is three Gundabad Orc captains, two Gundabad trolls, and 36 Gundabad Orc warriors, 18 with shield, 18 with spear. The three Gundabad Orc captains and the 18 shield, 18 with spear are pretty much your standard evil forces for most of these scenarios. So I've got them all myself. I bought them with the, the resin ones over time. I really like the models. They're very easy to convert, the way you can change the poses. I'm really looking forward to the upgrade set coming out. If you were going to play this with friends, what I would actually recommend is everyone just gets a warband. So everyone in your group, hopefully you can get three people in your group, maybe more. Everyone gets a Gundabad or Captain and a Warband of Warriors and paint it up. Because you'll be able to play most of these scenarios with that. And it's a much more reasonable ask. 36 is a lot. Most people won't need 36 models of these unless you're going to spam them out. Especially with options like the Berserkers and the Trolls. So a Warband each is reasonable. Even if you convert it out of a Rakai or something, that would be really good. But it's worth doing because they are the mainstay of the, the there and back again scenarios. Now, the starting positions, the good player is going to deploy within 12 inches of one of the edges, so the western board edge. And then the evil player deploys their army within 24 of the eastern board edge. So there is a 12-inch gap between the armies, potentially. The evil player can set up some further back, although I'm not sure that they would want to. And the good can set them further back, and they actually might. They might do that, and I'll explain that later on why they do that. The objectives, scenario lasts for 10 turns. Not a huge amount of turns, but enough for some serious action. For the good player to win, Bard must exit the board via the eastern board edge, so he's got to travel at least three foot by the end of turn 10, and the evil player wins if they manage to reduce the men of Lake Town, and the women of Lake Town of course, to 25% of their starting numbers by the end of turn 10. If both players achieve their objective, or both fail for that matter, then the game is a draw. So for the good side to win, really, Bard off and then keep as many Lake Town warriors alive as possible. For evil to win, slow down Bard and kill lots of Lake Town. So if you don't get either, 
you're in a bit of trouble. So you get a draw. The special rules are really important, of course, to the scenario. You've got some pretty standard ones for this book. We are Legion. As Orc's army is so large, the increasing number of Orcs flood the battlefield. Any Gundabad Orc warrior that is slain may re-enter the battlefield from the eastern board edge. So this is the board edge that Bard wants to get off to. At the evil player's next move phase, automatically. But via reinforcement. So you place the model, move them on, they can't charge. The evil side cannot be broken for this scenario, which is really, really handy. So your courage is not going to be used for break tests. I already talked about Alfred's rule. Where are my children? Bard is determined to reach his children no matter what the cost. Bard may call a heroic action each turn without spending might. So he's basically got the mighty hero rule. This really makes a scenario because Bard has now got the speed to be able to get off the board. He can call heroic marches. He can call heroic moves. He's got his pool of three might that he can use for, for winning combats, for striking up against trolls, for doing all kinds of things. So he's, he's your ace in this scenario and he's the one you have to get off. So really the evil player has to find a way to delay him. They're probably not going to kill him. They might, but slowing him down is key and it's quite hard to do. You have to be very clever about it. Radagast Staff. After having his staff destroyed at the hands of the necromancer, Gandalf is gifted a new one by Radagast. However, it is not always reliable, resulting in many of Gandalf's attempts at casting magical powers falling flat. I really like this in the movie. I thought that was one of the best touches of The Hobbit to add some depth to Radagast and Gandalf's characters. Whenever Gandalf the Grey declares he is casting a magic power, declare how many will points are being used, then roll a single d6 before rolling to cast. If the result is a 1 or a 2, then the magic power is not cast and any will points declared are lost. This is huge. Not not reliable at all. So the spells you want to basically compel or transfix trolls, you want to get some sort of terror on Gandalf perhaps, these spells are not reliable. A blast might also be helpful here and there. You're not going to cast Blinding Light, but the, the blast could be very useful. But it becomes at a huge risk because two out of three times you're going to be successful. One out of three on average, you're going to fail the spell outright in addition to failing more. So your magic, you cannot rely on it. You can, it, it's very powerful. It's still very useful, but you have to have a plan B. And that plan B is really Bilbo and Bard because Bilbo's got the ring for no negatives. You can put the ring on. Bilbo's slow. He slows down Bard, but Bard really wants to keep him nearby. So if any troll comes, you can use the ring. Now, I'm not so sure about the, the point about Bard getting off the board too early. I think if your evil player is pretty careful, they're going to try and prevent that anyway. So I don't think you can stuff around and be killing lots of orcs, especially when they have the We Are Legion rule with Bard. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that that's a, a clever thing to do. So if you get a chance to get Bard off the board, do it. That's your objective. And the worst you can get is a draw if you do that. With the, the keeping the Lake Town safe... This is one of those scenarios where the Lake Town Warriors move at the same speed as the Orcs. So you need to basically try to run around and avoid combats where possible. You can't die if you're not in combat. You don't actually want to kill the Orcs necessarily because of the We Are Legion rule, except for things like the Captains and Trolls. The Orcs will just come back and they'll get in the way of Bard. So you don't want to necessarily kill them, especially early on when, when they can go and, and spread out. It's, it's a very much a timing thing. So use things like your shields to slow them down. Make little things. Jump into buildings. Move around the streets. Have, have defensible positions where you're not getting traps. You're not, you're not dying. And basically die slowly as the, the good player. It, it is possible to do that. We were very close in our game. Matt and I played this game. The way it worked out, we played it once. Bard ended up on the last turn getting trapped against the board edge, essentially, which I'm not still sure about that in the rules, but died. So the orcs killed him when he was one move off getting off the board, which was a guarantee. So he was one move off away from getting off. I think I might have... 
I think I might have killed enough Lake Town Warriors to, to get to the 25%. But in hindsight, I think we could minimize that quite a bit. I believe that as the evil player, I killed Gandalf probably halfway through the game. And that was fantastic. Matt didn't do the terrifying channel terrifying aura, which I feel like is the way to go in a scenario like this. I, I think Gandalf being able to hold his own and not get charged is really good. And to be able to sit him to guard a flank essentially is really powerful. And then you have Bilbo guarding another flank with his ring and reinforcements that, that minimizing combat really helps you out. So I'm not sure about that. I'm really looking forward to playing it again with some better terrain. Eventually we're going to make the Dale board for it. So that would be really nice. Now, what we found is it looked like the good side would have no chance whatsoever. When we laid it out, there were so many models on the evil side. They took up the whole board. They were very close. And they started running at the, the good side straight away. But the good side, of course, you start them off a bit forward, and then you can retreat. So you start retreating, and the orcs have to decide how much they actually want to send towards the, the good models. And that becomes a real challenge for the evil side, because if you start chasing and you don't catch them, you end up doing nothing for the game, because you're not dying, you're not doing combats. So you need to really pick if you're going to run at, say, Bard and the heroes, or you're going to go after and try and clean up the Lake Town models. So as a, as a good player, take advantage of that as much as possible. Run your Lake Town models around, keep them all hidden. I wouldn't really keep the heroes in the backfield. I think Matt kept Percy in the backfield to look after the the men of Lake Town, but I was able to just surround him, cut him off, and then he, his might was wasted. I think keep all the heroes with Bard as a, the taxi, move them along, and then when the troll comes in, you can actually have a good go at killing it. You can also use your might for the heroic moves, uh, keep keeping Bard's might free. I know he gets a heroic a freer turn, but using that for things like a heroic combat is really, really useful. You don't want to be using his own store when you don't have to. So that's the strategy for that. Alfred, just go hide him around. I wouldn't bother with him too much. It is great fun when Alfred survives a Gundabad Orc. Um, he can't kill the defense 6-1, so try to go against a Spearman if, if he has to be in combat. But it is hilarious when he survives a combat and wastes a turn, and it does happen a bit. So that that's good fun as well. Overall, I really like this scenario. It's it's pretty much a chase scenario. So if you're the kind of person that likes the straight battle lines, fighting nonstop, uh, getting into combat, it may not be your thing. I really liked it for the for the the chasing game, the tactics, the avoidance, the the guesswork. So for me, it was a really good scenario. But I could see where people wouldn't want to to play it as well. It's a huge model investment. You've got quite a bit of models. You've got quite a bit of terrain to make, which we haven't really made dedicated terrain yet. I definitely will do that. But thoroughly enjoyed it. Battle in the streets, twenty two in the Hobbit campaign. Now on to part two. The people fight back. Holding his sword up high, Bard now leads the battered and weary citizens of Lake Town in a last defense of their city and the loved ones they cherish. Believing that capturing the courtyard outside the Great Hall will secure them a defendable position, Bard takes his followers and fights his way into the clearing. Despite their courage, the men of Lake Town are few in number and will be overrun unless they are reinforced. Within the Great Hall, a humble fisherwife, Hilda Bianca, rallies those who had not yet taken up arms, the women, old and wounded, and convinces them to stand with the men who fight for their sake. Charging out into the fray with a rousing cry of defiance, Hilda Bianca leads the militia to help defend the courtyard. If these reinforcements cannot help Bard clear the streets of Orcs, then Dale will surely fall. 
The layout of this scenario once again takes place in the city of Dale. The city is closely packed with houses. Uh, this picture feels a little bit more ordered than last time, although still some that are a bit diagonal around. With numerous narrow streets in which to fight on. In the center of the board is a six-inch clear space representing a courtyard. And the great hall is towards the east of the board so that people inside can sally forth into the courtyard. So this is one where you've got a clear space and the objective is going to be on the clear space. So yes, it's a, a dense board, but most of the time you're going to be playing around that clear area. So it feels a lot more open, this battlefield. The participants. Very similar to the last scenario. For the good models, we have Bard the Bowman, Percy. We've got Hilda Bianca added in. Alfred the Counselor, Gandalf the Grey, Bilbo Baggins, Master Burglar, and then the same 24 Lake Town Militia. So I've taken Hilda Bianca from an unreleased miniature female spearman, so spearman, spearwoman, spear person, spear Lake Town warrior, and filled out some of the militia as well with the, the females because they're, they're the ones coming out of the, the Great Hall. And then the evil models, once again, very similar. Two Gundabad Orc captains, a Gundabad troll, one ogre, 24 Gundabad Orcs, 12 shield, 12 with spear. So slightly more reasonable on the evil side. The ogre is a nice touch. Uh, Gundabad troll, so just the one Gundabad troll. No weapon specified. I don't think it really matters what you take in this one. And then two warbands of Gundabad Orcs. So you've only got the one friend. You can do a warband each. Some of the special rules are almost identical or are identical. Alfred can't use his stiff counselor. We are legion. The Orcs come back. Uh, we've got a new one in life and in death. Hildy Bianca has rallied those in the Great Hall to charge out and fight. At the start of the good player's fourth move phase, any models that were put to one side arrive. These models arrive from the doors of the Great Hall, following the rules for reinforcements. So half of your Lake Town force is in the Great Hall, and they come out and help out uh, at the fourth move phase. And Gandalf once again has Radagast staff, so on a one or a two, he doesn't get to cast the power, which is nasty. In the starting positions, we have the good player deploys Bard, Percy, Gandalf, Bilbo, and 12 militia within the courtyard. So you've got that six inches in the middle, which is a clear area. The rest of the good player's models are kept to the side and hidden in the Great Hall, I guess. And then the evil player deploys their models anywhere within 12 inches of the northern, southern, or western board edges. So what that means is you're at most two moves away from the, the good side. So the good side's going to have to probably duck to one side or duck back to the hall or forwards to try and take down a little bit of the evil army first. And they've got to watch out. The ogre's really fast with eight inches. Objectives. The game lasts for 10 turns. The good player wins if at the end of the 10 turns there are more good models than there are evil models completely within the courtyard. Now, this is interesting where they say completely within. So we didn't read this until right at the end. But basically, you have to have the whole base within the courtyard. So it's a very small area. I don't know if this was inten the intention. It's only a six-inch diameter. So you've got three inches from the center point of the board. So it's actually very closely packed. So remember that good player. Try and get some models on there at the end. The evil player wins if at the end of the 10 turns. There are more evil models than good models completely within the courtyard. Any other result is a draw, which is just that there's an equal number or there's none. And there's a designer's note again. This scenario is designed as a last sound of those fighting in Dale, and as such, this is a very difficult scenario for the good side to win. The good side must try to block off as many paths to the courtyard as possible and get their reinforcements into the courtyard as soon as they can in order to fend off the orcs. If the evil player can break through into the courtyard, the balance of power will quickly swing in the 
against the defenders of Dale. Now, we didn't actually play like that. I understand that they want you to go send all the models out and block off the courtyard with lots of paths, but we found that there probably was just too many to block off. And with orcs being led by trolls and ogres, they could punch through that and, and Gundabad captains and no slouches in combat. They could punch through a handful of water... Uh, warriors. So what we uh, what we did, David was using the good models. He basically ran them all to one side and started attacking and used Gandalf to slow down the, the trolls and ogres. Now, I feel he made a mistake with not casting any kind of terror on Gandalf. And I would have actually gone for the channel as well in this one because about just over midway through the game, I managed to get an ogre and friends to take down Gandalf. And once that happened, it really tilted in my favor because there was one less thing that could hold the trolls now the troll almost killed bard but he basically took a couple wounds off but didn't get all the way through and then bard and friends bilbo managed to turn around and kill the troll i think it was the next turn so i lost the troll but the sheer number of orcs meant that eventually i was pushing through there was a lot of lake town left at the end with the reinforcements and hilda getting the charge bonus and things the the good side could have won it but I feel like I got priority the last couple turns and there wasn't enough might left to, to counter that. So the evil side managed to overrun and get, I think, five onto the central objective and the good side only had two. But Bard was still alive, Bilbo was still alive and they were sitting there off the objective. I think Alfred... No, Alfred might have died eventually, but he tanked the orcs a couple turns. I feel like this scenario is not as hard as it suggests in the designer's notes. Maybe we just get better at it. But it's one where you really want to make sure you pick your targets. In this one, because the reinforcements come on 12 inches back from the initial starting positions, it is absolutely worth killing them. So this one, it's not like the other one where you're trying to avoid killing. In this one, you get kills when you can. Because when the orcs come on in dribs and drabs, they're much easier to kill and you can heroic combat off them and keep moving. You want to try and get rid of the trolls and ogres if you can early on, but it's easier said than done because they'll the evil player will probably hold them back until the opportune moment, especially the ogre because the ogre can run over his own friends to get into combat, so he can basically go on and take on like a Percy or a Hilda or someone else uh, quite easily, and then make a mess of them so be very careful about that make sure you set up all your lanes for heroic combats for the good heroes you want to be slingshotting bilbo around and bard around and gandalf and all the others that can hold off the monsters we played this one on my power gear board and i found it looked amazing really enjoyed it i played it on the actual the saturday night of a, a tournament we were running for another game system i'm not going to talk too much about that because otherwise the listeners would tune out entirely but it was really great to see people of other games watching our game and getting really interested in lots of comments about the the Gundabad troll he's a real winner in in terms of uh people watching on saying how good it looks how big it is how it looks impressive, why is it so much bigger than the others, all that sort of stuff, and you have to explain how uh, the the Hobbit trolls are scaled differently and Forge World tries to make them true scale as possible, doesn't shrink them down like they used to do for things like the Balrog, because the Gundabad troll's bigger than the Balrog. So it looked really good, it was great, got lots of attention, people, people I guess, wanted to get involved, and it, it, it was definitely a fun scenario to play. So this one, David's... A comment to me before, he doesn't necessarily always like scenarios. I'm a massive fan. I like every scenario. David doesn't. David doesn't like scenarios that force you to play in a certain way. He gets annoyed when basically the only choices are to, say, run away with a hero that he wants to stand there and fight with. So the last scenario where Bard had to run away, David would have enjoyed that. He would have wanted to take on the orcs and kill as many as possible with Bard, shoot them down with his bow. In this scenario, David got to do what he wanted. 
He had lots of choices, which is a kind of a good scenario. He he was basically defending a horde, so he could make a shield wall if he wanted to. He could run and hide and do some shooting. He could do all kinds of things, and he really enjoyed that. And I find that that's probably a winner if there's a scenario that, that David enjoys because he feels that he doesn't like to be controlled by the scenario, and he didn't feel in this case. So I recommend this. These two I consider almost a little part A, part B, because they've got very similar models on the same terrain telling the story. They're a big investment in terms of painting. You've got to paint like at least five warbands of models and then a bunch of heroes. So you've got quite a lot of models to paint, but I do feel it was worth it. And the Lake Town models are great. The Gundabad Orcs are great. The, you get to use the Gundabad Trolls and Gandalf and Bilbo. So it really does look like a Middle-Earth game. So have a go at these scenarios if you get a chance. If you get a gaming club, do it. Proxy some models if you have to. Uh, and I think I think you'll enjoy them. I certainly did, and it's good to get back to scenario spotlights. So that's all for me tonight. Remember, traps win games. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.